Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 on a Monday. Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us on Twitter. It's at J. Cameron Show. And away we go. Uh, yeah, the I was looking back at tackles for the game. And, you know, Tom, you and I mentioned freshman Blake Nicholson and his instincts and how good they are. He actually led the team in tackles in the game for five. That's funny. Have you ever seen such an equitable spread? I get it. There's a lot of incompletions because Southern Miss wouldn't stop chucking the ball around the lot, man. Says the guy who has to do the post-game show, for sure. (laughs) Well, in general, too, you're just like, hey, man, you were just inviting. Mike Norvell is willing to go for it on fourth down with the game in the balance. You keep throwing it. This dude will be out here until 2 in the morning. Mike doesn't care. No, he wants to get work in. Yeah. Especially when you look rusty in the first half. He's like, okay, we'll we'll work on some things. We'll go for longer. Yeah. Let's play. We're going to play until 2 a.m. Well, but you won't have to worry tackles. about that. So, sorry, five tackles. Yeah. Have you ever seen such an equitable spread? It goes from five to three, and then like everybody's got two. Everybody who played had two tackles. I just like that you've got your star players um, that are playing less than 20 snaps or 21 snaps, I think his first was at. You know, you, you, you've got stars on this team, guys that have to lead the way defensively, guys that are going to be the reason that you win some games. Uh, and, and, and a couple of the nail-biters, let's say, that you're inevitably going to face, whether it's one in the regular season and one in the postseason, whatever, these kinds of players. Getting to really get off their feet on a short week because the team ended up being athletically superior. Even though they didn't play all that well in the first half, they're just so dominant. Now, I think, so we go back to the way I started the show, which is we're grading against the curve of, Right championship level teams that's what you have to be at that's the standard we're holding you to now but one of the benefits of that and this is something to celebrate you know because context matters and how you talk about these things matter and I get it the tone all of it I was sitting there on Saturday night thinking god they got they got to work on their run game here they Jordan's got to be better than he's been in these two games obviously Johnny and we're going through the conversation talking about these things and then in my head, I said to my dad, well, it was in my head, and then I said to my dad, I go, you know, it's really quite cool that we're talking about this, and meanwhile, the talent level has been so overhauled to the point where you can be out of sorts for an entire quarter, maybe even an entire half, and you're so good athletically, and you got so many guys that can just make plays, that can just 
turn a five-yard gain into a first down or a first down into a touchdown. That you have the kinds of Keon Coleman's dead to rights on the sidelines, makes a guy miss and hops over another guy and nearly scores. That play should have gone for whatever. It was nothing close yeah, to what it yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ends up making that play. And they have a lot of dudes like that, including Jordan Travis, who is running around and just yeah. uh, it's like backyard football for a time there in the first half. Um, you know, I don't have to like the fourth down call, but the play breaks down and you've got the level of athlete that can just run around and make a play. Now, again, I don't give you kudos or props for that play because in a game against a good team with plus defenders, you're not getting that first down. You can't run back 20 yards and then find a way to get the first down. But you can against Southern Miss because your athletes are that much better. And so, you know, a year ago, two years ago for sure, if you have a play breakdown or somebody misses an assignment and you go for it on fourth down, you get stopped. You get stopped. Play broke down, not going to work out. But you're so much better and the level of talent is so much further along that you can beat somebody 66 to 13 and on a short week and you could be kind of what do you think they compared to 100% efficiency which is almost unachievable sure. but what everybody's trying for yeah compared to that what do you think they were cuz i counted 50 plays or more that were uh, by virtue of success rate if you use that metric failures 50, yeah. Well, in the oh, two weeks combined? No, or? no, 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 no. Go back. Look, what was the total number of plays? I'd have to take a look. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, yeah. No, I think there's 50 plays where they got three yards or less. Mm. Yeah, I, I would say, and I keep coming back to against the curve of camp, because we, we saw it in the second half of the LSU game, what we saw in camp, which is, you know, when they turn it on, it is spectacular. I mean, it is something to behold when this offense is in a groove. And I just want to see that more on the field during the games. I would say they operated. I used B minus last week overall because they had a really bad first half. And this really is another, this is another B minus. This is another you know C plus B minus. So and, and the context of the short week I think matters. The you know the emotion, everything that was put into that LSU game. There was a lot put into that. They were not afraid of naming them, you know. And so there's a legacy that comes with that. But that you can have a letdown when 66 to 13. And I don't feel like the game was as close as the scoreboard read. I don't think it was that close of 66 to Interesting, 13. right? Interesting. And that was the tenor that we had in the postgame show to be even-handed. Yes, I am disappointed with what I've seen out of the consistency or lack thereof of the first-team offense. I am. But I'm also damn sure that I sat in the very office I sat in on Saturday night two years ago, three years ago, and watched terrible right, efforts. Right, right. Got, I mean, Jacksonville State happened. I had to do a postgame show after that. I realize how far we've come. I enjoy this conversation a lot more than the other one. This is a fun conversation to have. It means we're good. Well, it's also why I did circle back very quickly and note that the defense was awesome, yep. and Southern Miss had 70 yards in the first half. They got completely shut down. They couldn't convert on third down at all. The things that drive you nuts as a fan when you're watching a game, when you give up third and long or third and six, third and five, whatever, Forest State doesn't, is not doing that right now. They're playing yeah. really good football. They're getting people off the field. Well, the thing is, I just want us, I want this team to cash in on the opportunity before them. I mean, you see there's a lot of flaws out there around the country, a lot of teams that played no-name opponents on Saturday that were either in dogfights through a second overtime or, you know, struggling deep into the first half. Mac Brown special there in Chapel Hill, baby. Yeah, just enough so that uh, we had to join the game in progress. Thankfully, I have uh, ACC Network Extra at the beck and call so I could watch it immediately. But, yeah, there were a lot of teams that were in Florida State's situation on Saturday that struggled mightily. 
And Florida State really didn't. Even though the process struggled, the result was never going to be in doubt. This was not one of those. And so I appreciate that. But at the same time, having seen what this team can be, it is terrifying what this team could be now that we know what we know about the defense. This is terrifying territory. Yeah. But just get out there and, and show it to your, prove it to yourself that you can do it. I've uh, mentioned before that when you, it's so much fun. I, I remember what it is to be great, to watch a team be dominant, to see a team be held to a, a, an unfair standard at times, right? And to come in here and have to have a conversation after a 30-point win or a 40-point win or a 50-point win and say, you know, uh, yeah, that was great. We put up 554 yards here, but goodness gracious, that third quarter was atrocious. Like having yeah. those conversations yep. is very different. And it, it is, again, it's all relative. Um, but yeah, okay, so Florida State, I think 69 plays of offense uh, in this game. Yeah, 69 plays. And I, think, I thought. And I think it was 50 of those that would be considered from a su- success rate uh, metric, not, not a success. Mm-hmm. I think it's three and a half yards or less on those. Well, there are just so many downfield shots. This is the other thing, too, that you know it's hard because the game plays out and you take a look at all the backups and you know lasting impressions like Biscuit's touchdown. I mean... Tackle better, guys. That's well, he's ridiculous. 285 pounds, and man, nobody should run like that at that size. But the one thing that Jordan is doing, I think he did this last week as well, but he is refusing to hand the ball off for stretches of time where they have the run part of the RPO, and he's just chucking it down the field. Now, part of that could be a conscious choice on the quarterback's part to get receivers involved and test things out, see what he can get away with against a Clemson or a better opponent. You know, Tom Brady has said in the past, Jameis too, when he was a pro, preseason is for me to learn my limits. And learn yeah, my yeah, teammates' what, limits. Yeah. But there are several times on Saturday, I'm like, Jordan, hand the ball off, dude. There are six men in the box. The right process here is to do that. But he wants to work on something or see something. So it just it's hard to evaluate. Like, is that bad process that's going to be a bad habit when we play a good team? Or is this you are fully cognizant that the right play is to hand the ball off, but right now we're playing Southern Miss, so and, i got to see what these guys are. Yeah, and the problem is we can't know it without being in the film room and hearing what he has to say to the coaches when they ask him that question, of course. And so, you know, it's also interesting. Like, for example, if you want to hold this team to this elite standard again, you could be like, well, 4 of 12 on third down conversions is not getting it done. But then you turn right around and do what Mike did in the postgame press conference and point out that in total, because you went for it five times on fourth down, you were 8 of 17. You converted 8 of 17. Um, that that does count. You were 6 of 6 in the red zone. You're not going to bitch about that ever. Right. Well, sure, man. Are you really going to go for it on five fourth downs against Clemson or Miami, course, or are you going to punt the ball? Of course, in this he's not going so, to. But yeah, um, I mean, I, again, you were six of six in the red zone. Uh, it was a weird. You were one for one field goals. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it was true. <laughs> it was it right was, down the heart. Last week's was a little shaky. Yeah, this was not shaky this in the slightest. It was, was right down the heart. Mm-hmm. I was pleased. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's it's a weird place you find yourself in, and and I'm not telling people not to celebrate the hell out of a 66 to 13 win. I am saying we can get a lot better, which I think is the better approach here because it is so scary, as you noted, to to remind folks they haven't been close to as efficient as they can be. Because they've and, gone, and God forbid, if they do, they've gone down the field on this defense, which we think is better now. We we've seen eight quarters of evidence presented to us, and we feel like they've improved. Is oh, that fair? Oh, one hundred percent. The defense is better than they were. Yes. Okay, so this offense has made minced meat of that defense. In practice and in camp. At, at times, yes. Where When they got on a roll, it is – I mean, so if that's what they're doing to what we believe to be an improved defense – metrics had top 20 in a lot of places last year, but we feel like it might very well be, in truth, this year. 
every bit of a top 20 defense. Did you? Okay, <laughs> let's see the offense do that now. By the way, I just, I'm sorry. I wanted to look up another number while you were talking about, and I originally started looking just to see some defensive metrics that we were talking about, and I got caught up in participation. This is how many offensive players play. So you know the numbers. I total. know the number on the receptions. You know, yeah. So the 11 players caught a pass, <laughs> and two of them were not Johnny Wilson and Jaheim Bell. Neither of them had a catch. 11 dudes caught a pass. Yeah. So on offense, it's just fun to do this because out loud it seems insane to say. But here you go. <laughs> this is this is these this is the numbers. Here it is. Receivers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen different receivers played in this game. At tight end, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tight ends. That's all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Seven tight ends got into yeah. this game. I remember the Drill Power sighting in the second half. At running I'm a little worried about him, by the way. At running back, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six running backs played. Mm-hmm. Man, there was was it including a, a walk on? Was it a false start or a timeout or an offsides? I forget. But Rodney was definitely going to get the ball in the two back set. Yeah, and then they pulled him off the field. I'm like, damn it, damn it, Rodney, that's a house call. Uh, all of your quarterbacks played, um, and at least the ones ah, on scholarship. We haven't talked about the order with which they well, played. Well, right. Well, I think again, we already know what the deal is here. Want to rub it into the young man? Uh, I did love... How many Zaxby's locations are there in Lincoln, Nebraska? Somebody might be asking. 22. In that quarterback room. (laughs) Uh, Offensive linemen. You ready? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 offensive linemen. Wow. 16. Dudes you've never heard of. Some guy came down from the stands who played in the 70s, just wanted to feel what it felt like again. Oh, our guy Philip. Our guy <laughs> Philip played. <laughs> yes, Philip got Former walk on. What's happening, baby? Glad you got in, Philip. Defensively, same thing. We could go on for days. It's nuts. You want to know how many defensive backs played in this game? Oh, dear God. 1, 17. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, hold on, 19, 20, 21 defensive backs got wow. into this game. 21. I think Greg Reed made an appearance. 21. I <laughs> I didn't know. Let's see here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten linebackers. Did, I didn't know we had them. We have ten linebackers. Yes. All right. It's good to know. It's good to know. So it is. Uh, it's something what they were able to do. But that's not nothing. It is something worth celebrating. Yes. It is. It, it's a testament to how much better the team is that you could even do that. That you could be in a position to do that, to to just be like, get anybody. To, is there anybody left who hasn't played tonight? Get him out there. Seriously, Dallas want to play? Right, right. I mean, honestly, oh, I would have given anything to hear Jimbo on the sidelines Saturday. Mm. Miami just throwing the ball over the lot. But that's the thing. Okay, so before they kick off, we did a thing on Friday, the red zone, and it was what's more likely, Florida State to score sixty plus mm-hmm. or. Uh, Texas A&M score 35, and you know actually both almost happened. But if you said before the game kicked off at 3:30 that A&M was going to drop 33, what's the percentage chance the Aggies win? It would have been high, very high. And the way that game started, you get the block punt, you go yeah. down and score. You think to yourself, okay, they're going to win this game, and then Miami does whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do in the second half of that game, especially. It's just nuts to think about. Well, listen, at this point, it's an unmitigated disaster at Texas A&M. 
you know, if you're if you're balancing here, like who's winning this argument? Yeah. Uh, we are. Well, and you're playing the game of whack-a-mole up there, and you're finally all the offensive moles are down. But here comes the defense from the top rope, just giving up forty plus. It speaks to dysfunction, though, and and that because it's not players; they have players. That is a broken situation. Again, we talk about when he's broken and there is it's a convoluted mess and everybody's out for themselves and nobody's cohesive and working together. That's what happens. And so now you're now I mean, I don't really care. That's theirs to worry about. But like if you're an A and M guy, you're a money guy, you're like, This is broken. Yeah. This is it. I mean, we're not gonna get it back. And if you're his Christmas tree, you're just like You're shivering, sir. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> You know, but it's just, well, the Christmas tree may be given a nice play, place out on the uh, ranch there. He's got two of them. I don't know. Those crazy folks, those cultists, they'll set fire to it. <laughs> We've got to purge his property after he leaves. Build it again. I didn't mention this when we were talking about the NFL earlier. I just looked at this. The, I was looking at numbers. The Rams out first downed Seattle. 15 to 1 in the second half. That sorry ass Rams team. 15 to 1. God, I love gambling. These are the numbers. You get you get all the numbers. You put them all together. Look at this. Look at this. That's crazy. 15 to The Rams outgained Seattle 426 to 180. Oh my god. That Rams team is dreadful <laughs> without Cooper Cup. Without anybody. Well, 2-2 out. Well, who I bet on. Yeah. My man. I got a funny one before the end of the show that I got to get you to. You know, this is it, the uh, t- calling Miami's win an impressive road win? No, which is funny. It's funny. But Brian Ferentz did not get to 25 again. And somebody did the Have you seen it? No. It's no. him on the quest for the total points yeah, at 25. Yeah. And, he's, and it's a picture of him looking angry. And then he goes, he didn't get there. That's two games in a row. Boy, and they were sitting at 20-plus for a quarter and a half, weren't they? One of those was a defensive touchdown. He didn't come close, baby. There's that. And then I have the ultimate bad beat, which is always fun over the weekend. When we get back to these games, we can start. Bad beats, it's the best. But this one's in baseball. Oh, really? Oh, an all-timer. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone. But are you prepared for success in the retirement zone? The five years leading up to your retirement date and immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, I might add, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artists and Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us are at midfield. That'd be me. 
and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in. You're already on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family from a long-term care event, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of advisory experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to noretirement.com. That's just one word, noretirement.com. Jeff Kemper, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. We'll get to our good buddy, Irashfell, Warchant.com, coming up here in just a minute. Uh, that situation I alluded to at the start of the show as we look around the rest of college football for half a second here. Mel Tucker, can you believe my man's going to cost himself this kind of money? Sorry about that. Oh, you were about to celebrate, apparently. Yeah. He's like, hey, fake, hey! Fake Chuck Berry music? <laughs> like, what the hell is that about? <laughs> when your thumb pad hits the... Mel's being suspended while they uh, research this situation. Uh, Investigation is also a word they just use surrounding the situation. Um, That's my fault. Hit the soundboard for no good reason. It's kind of funny. Uh, especially after I said that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to hit that if, if and when it gets fired for cause. But look, these are accusations. Unfortunately, they're not false because he admitted to investigators that the interaction did happen, mm. as she described it. <laughs> the, way he descri- the way it's described is something. I mean, dude, this it is, is unbelievable. This is somebody who is a, a, a sexual assault counselor that is levying these accusations it's problematic tom it's problematic the specialty of what she does for a living is what she's accusing mel tucker of mm. mm-hmm. well and when you read the details of that it's uh it's a toughie especially it's, when my man's gonna go ahead and admit to it now we've got real issues like i don't this isn't gonna end well no for cause yeah for cause which means millions upon millions upon millions of dollars that you just signed for based on one good season in a COVID year and now you're screwed did you see who uh, is the interim head coach? Is it our guy? It's Harlan Barnett. Yeah. That poor dude has well, seen no, so he, much dysfunction. He's got to be excited. He loves Michigan State. He does. But think <laughs> about the last five years of his life well, been, 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 been and the rough. dysfunction he has been. He's, am I? Is it me? Is there something wrong with me that I have to be in a coach's office, office with these guys? All I remember about Harlan Barnett is, A, he was a nice man, and B, I kept yelling, rightfully so, we hired the wrong co. Which was true, as it turned out. Also, speaking of tough weekends, I don't ha- I don't know how you can, with a straight face, run Jeff Sims back out there ever oh, again, man. ever again, ever again. How about in the midst of the game? You're ever allowed again. To change. I mean, my God, they could have gotten some flag football savant from you know somebody anybody come on that's how far this program has come we lost to jeff sims i know under mike Norton. i don't even know how it's possible i'd feel bad for the kid if he was I diving think, for the football after he fumbled no, it repeatedly, but he doesn't care tried to, to pick it up cam newton in the super he bowl he pulled the cam newton in the biggest game of all time Cam's <laughs> like i'm good i'm good that slipped out of my hand there somebody get on that we'll get him next week <laughs> you guys get on the my man. There is no next week. It's the Super Bowl. Let's make an effort here. Yeah, Jeff's just kind of like, ooh, did it again. Oh, doesn't look like I can get it. <laughs> doesn't look like I can get it. That doesn't look fun. You know how if you're like, 
if your kid, well, you don't know this, but you've done this, I'm sure, with other people, Jamie maybe being in the room, when you're really comfortable laying on your couch, Uh-oh. if somehow you drop the remote, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I can't yeah. get it. It's too far. Can you, can, son, can you grab that for me, please? It's just too far. <laughs> Jeff Sims, hut hut. Oh yeah. Drops straight out of his hands. <laughs> it's just sitting there by his feet. Oh. She'll do that. I don't know. So she brings in. Can one of you guys come in here and get this football, please? <laughs> She'll bring in dinner or something and then put the blanket over her. And then once that happens. You're dead. And That's then it. she'll pout like, oh, no. Oh, I forgot to get What did control. you forget? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was Jeff Sims forgetting to catch the football repeatedly and then just deciding, ooh. And then that pick. That's is- a stretch. I can't do it. I can't do it. Somebody. At least he's not throwing pit. Oh. Ooh. Stared that one down. Ooh. Yeah, no. They got it. I mean, is is there anybody? Anybody? What are they seeing in practice that they didn't turn to? Nobody's warming up. Nobody's doing anything. Didn't turn to Chubba? Didn't turn to, I mean, mm. nobody? Anybody. That's anybody at that point. Rule should have just gone out there himself. Warchant.com. Read is three, two, one right now at uh, Warchant.com. Imagine that. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, man. Did you watch what we were just referencing? I did, in fact. My favorite one, though, I think was the one that hit the guy in motion, and he just watched it rolling around. <laughs> it's like, you know you're allowed to pick that up, right? In fact, it's incumbent upon you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> jump on it. <laughs> It was weird. It was like he's like, I'm, I don't like this. I, I don't, I don't want to do this. All right, Ira, my take from our game, and uh, I read what you had to say. I encourage others to do it. I always love your three, two, one. Call my warchant.com. Was that Florida State still hasn't put together a complete game, and yet they dominated sixty-six to thirteen. And I think that's something to celebrate, but also watch closely to see if they can become more efficient. But it does speak volumes of how talented this team is that they could be that kind of herky jerky and just beat the bejesus out of Southern Miss. Uh, No question. But I think, and that's, what's going to be probably fascinating. I think to watch the rest of the season is because, you know, you're, you're, it's kind of like this, this whole process went on hyperdrive, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of what, why dirt in the preseason, when we were talking about expectations, I felt weird saying, this season will be a disappointment if you don't go to the playoffs because you know, a year ago they were, you know, four and three at one point, and we, we were wondering if they were going to finish 500. So um, it's all kind of happened quickly, but at the same time, this window is pretty tight where you have a Florida State team that, you know, you have a quarterback in Jordan Travis who you, you know you could compete for a national title with, a roster you should be able to compete for a national championship yeah. with. And so you want to take advantage of that, but you also don't want to seem un ungrateful or unappreciative of having a really good team so it's a weird place it's funny as i wrote my notes and then i went back and watched the game uh, i actually watched the game again this morning and i have all these notes all these handwritten notes and i want to kind of try to organize them and i'm reading over my notes going man this is awfully negative are you about to go on the air after a 66 to 13 win and tell everybody we stunk and you can't do it, but you do. We do owe it to provide context. Like I think, judged against the standard, which is now, as you just described, a team that could win a national title. Well, they got to be better. And I think Mike alluded to it. You could tell he didn't want to poo-poo a sixty-six to thirteen win, and they accomplished a lot of things. They got a ton of guys, a lot of playing time, which is cool. But you can tell he's a little frustrated by those inefficiencies. 
Yeah, but, you know, and again, I think you get down to, as a coach, I think you have to look at it, okay, is this lack of effort or is it lack of, um, you know, is it just early in the season? Is it attention to detail? Uh, is it a team that's coming off of an emotional win last week? Right. So I think, you know, if you're looking for reasons why you might not be totally sharp, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't have been totally sharp in that game. So if I'm a coaching staff, I'm not overreacting to it. Um, I, you know, as fans and media, we have to have something to talk about it. So I, so I get it. But, but I think what they do over these next two weeks will be a real indication of what this team is. You get an ACC game this week, but it's a very winnable ACC game at Boston <laughs> College. And then, and then you've got the big game against Clemson, and then you have a bye week. So I think, to me, I wouldn't overreact to a whole lot until we see that Clemson game these next two weeks. We'll have four games to really um, look at, and there'll be a bye week to kind of reflect, and I think then we'll have a, a better picture of what this team is. I actually can picture ourselves, Ira, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I can see a scenario where they're 4-0 and with wins over LSU and Clemson, and we head into the bye week going, man, they just haven't played that well. <laughs> I can, I, I, seriously, and here's why. Because we're admitting now that it was the tail of two halves against LSU and that they were kind of inefficient in this game against uh, Southern Miss. And then what if weather is horrific against Boston College and it's just this ugly get-out-of-Boston 27-7 win or 37-7 type game or something when they just don't play well because the weather is awful? Like, if it's a windy day and all you can do is run the ball, we won't know. And then let's say Clemson's not very good and they win that game and we're going to be going, man, they're 4-0. and This is a dream start to the season. We're headed to a bye and yet I feel like we may be talking about how much better they could be. And that wouldn't be a bad thing necessarily. No, it wouldn't. But, and I, but I would also remind you know, anybody that's listening to this, and I think it's something that we see um, yeah. up close because we're at practice, but this is a very mature football team. It's yep. a football team with a lot of guys that have been around the block. So I don't think um, – you know, I think you worry about some of that with uh, an immature team. Okay, they're winning. They're getting good results. But, the, but they're not playing well, I could see an immature team is, is going to get fooled by that. I think a mature team is going to understand. A, a Jeremiah Byer, um, you know, some of these guys that, you know, Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, uh, all those guys that have been around football for a long time, Ben Cyprus, been around for a long time, I think they'll appreciate the fact that they can get better and they will try to get better. If you've got a young team that's just really talented, they may get ahead of themselves and, and, and be set up for a big failure. I, that's why I don't think this team's necessarily primed for that. By the way, and I didn't talk about it on today's show yet, and I probably should, and I know you probably enjoyed it as well because we've watched the maturation process, and this is another win for Mike and this staff. Jerrion Jones, pick six, and what he now means to this team and what he is as a player even now that he's healthy, like – this kind of got overlooked because it's 66 to 13 and a gazillion people played and there are a lot of different storylines. But I thought that was one of the cooler moments of the night. It really was. And, you know, I think when you go back to when he came in with Fabian Lovett, uh, I think a lot of people were more excited about Fabian Lovett coming in. They both came in from Mississippi State. And, um, you know, Jarring played a lot early, kind of got beat yeah. a good bit early. Uh, there were a lot of FSU fans who did, you know, felt like he didn't belong out there. And then, He's played through injuries, and um, but I thought, you know, just over the last, I don't know, six months or a year, we just heard so many good things about um, how what a positive force he is on the team, and then the fact that they've 
played him at multiple positions. He can play safety. He can play nickel. He can play corner. He's also, you know, a, a, you know, been a good teammate. He's a guy that people like. So you saw the reaction when he had that pick six. You could tell that this team really cares about him, and, and he's a guy, as you said, he's an example of, like, if you stick it out and you persevere and this coaching staff invests in you, good things are probably going to happen, and I think we're seeing that. Longest streak back to the other side of the ball in the country for games, consecutive games of 35 points or more. I know in your 3-2-1, you mentioned that this offense could be on a historic run. Those scores are laid before 41 against Georgia Tech, 45 against Miami, 38 against Syracuse, 49 against Louisiana, 45 against UF, 35 against Oklahoma, and then the two games that we've seen so far this year. Uh, it's impressive, very impressive, and they're not even hitting their stride. No, and that's what I would say is, you know, and even the, the game that they didn't have 35 last year, the last game they didn't, I think was Clemson, they had 28. So it's not like it was a big drop off there. Um, and then you look at these two games, you know, this season against LSU and um, Southern Miss. Southern Miss, you know, I thought the LSU game, I mean, first of all, they may have been going up against the best defensive front they'll see all season. And it took them a while to get going, but then they scored on basically their last six possessions. And then in this game, you know, not even playing well, they scored on 12 of 15 possessions. So, yeah, man, I think it's um, – or 9 of 12 possessions, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't see any reason to slow it down. You know, if you think – what we thought coming out of last season was this is a very good offense, has a chance to be a great offense. Then they went and added the pieces they had. You started wondering, okay, how good could this be? Well, I think we're starting to get a sense that it could be uh, an all-time great offense. And all of a sudden, there's a thought that maybe Darian Williamson and perhaps my guy, Deuce Span are going to be a part of the reason why. For sure. And then you throw in Destin Hill and Winston Wright's getting going again. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. They have so many weapons uh, on this offense. I'll save the Johnny Wilson conversation for Seminole headlines tomorrow. We'll, <laughs> we'll have fun I'll with it. it. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Uh, all right, brother, be good. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, yep, you, appreciate it. IrishFLWarchant.com every Monday. And actually, uh, I know he's predicting Johnny will be fine. And I said uh, at the beginning of the show that I'll allow wiggle room for that argument because he's proven it time and again. After tough nights, he's bounced back. He's like the pitcher that's occasionally prone to getting lit like a Christmas tree in the first inning for some ungodly reason. You're like, well, my man is 6-2 and two with a 3-4-7, but all of the runs given up this year are in those two starts that he lost in the first inning where he was chased after 57 pitches and runners still on first and second. Like, that concerns me moving forward in big games. And yet, when he's right, he's dominant. So it's so weird, the Johnny Wilson conundrum here. I just hope we're not getting to a place where it's getting worse. Well, yeah, that's the thing where you, you dare to dream for a moment about how, how lethal this offense can be. Johnny hasn't played that great yet. You know, he had three chain-moving catches against LSU in the first half, that first touchdown drive. Very important to that first touchdown He also, touchdown in that drive. game, by the way, and it gets overlooked, but it shouldn't because I think it counts just as much as a catch, is the offensive, the defensive pass interferences he draw. Mm -hmm. He drew two yep, in that game, right. too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, had an impact, but has he played his best? No. Oh, God, no. No. His biggest no. apologist wouldn't say that. No. And I'm close to that. I'm not quite at that level. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Trey hasn't been great yet. I mean, now he had 10 touches for nearly 100 yards this weekend. He started to look more like himself. That but fourth it, and one run was something. It, it still seems like, you know, 
he's trying to parse what it is the coaching staff is asking from him, the rhythm and the timing of the running game. He could have had a lot better numbers, I think, if Jordan would just hand the ball off with, <laughs> with good numbers in the line yeah. of scrimmage. Yeah. But then Jordan hasn't been like A-plus sharp either. Not even close. And yet, and yet. That's how I finished my feature last week was and yet. You have all these issues, and right now you've already crossed 110 points this season as an offense. A lot of that for the backups this week, but 110 points. How long did it take to get to 110 points of output two seasons ago? Three seasons ago? Oh, well, yeah, we're probably still playing. I mean, it's absurd. I, it, like, this group is just, their baseline is so high. It's it's ridiculous. We do, I will say this. I want to see a healthy Robert Scott and Marie Smith out there soon, though. I mean, that is going to be important. Uh, suddenly that depth washes away a little bit. And, it does. You know, yeah. you know, we don't have a second center that you truly feel good about. So, Darius is okay. I didn't, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't great. Was okay. Um, I like him as a player. I like him at other positions on the offensive line more than I do center. Correct. You know, and that's one of the things where, if you want to be critical about the long view, they've tried. Don't get don't get me wrong. This coaching staff has tried. They brought in people in three options. years in a row. But yeah, you still haven't cultivated a second center that is really specialized at center that's that you can trust. Yeah. This off season, I mean, Maurice might be back for year twenty two next year <laughs> which is good i think that's actually more money for him if he comes back i agree with you yeah this is where but nil really helps yeah it would also help that as a football program we have more than one guy that we really feel good about that'd be good like it wasn't a job battle at the start of fall camp alex said no you can put it in ink maurice is our starting center it's like, really i was gonna ask you about casey roddick i guess i'm gonna skip that question skip it because, because he couldn't snap he's gonna play guard couldn't snap I'll get you that bad beat that I said I was going to. I, I forgot we were going into the, uh, our conversation with Iris, so I'll save it for you when we come back. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, guys. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning. When I wake up, I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, – all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. Sweet baby. Make sure you check out my friends at Pinch a Penny off of Greer Street. Soon the weather will shift. I know it doesn't feel like it, but it's about to. It's actually about to be nice this weekend here, so there is all of that. Yes, it is. Over 50 hot tubs and spas in stock right now. The showroom is massive. 12,000 square feet of nothing but tubs. Tubs everywhere over off of Greer Street. It's a good thing. Sounds like the state fair. Nothing but tubs. There you go. So uh, go check them out. Good stuff. And it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I would also look to see what do we got here. Yeah, that's right. No, we're good. We're caught up. We're caught up. I told you. That there was an all-time bad beat, and we love bad beats. So here you go. It's in baseball, though. It's in baseball. Did you happen to see what happened in the Yankees-Brewers game? No, I've got no idea. 
The Yankees were no hit for ten and a half innings. Oh, really? And one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> now get this, Yankees Brewers. The total was seven. Mm. Well, this gets better. <laughs> New York was no hit until the bottom of the eleventh. No hit. Oh man, in their own building. To the bottom of the eleventh. Jeez. No score in the tenth. The total's at seven. So nobody could hit a pop-up to right field that you, counts as a home run? You're a better. You've got the under. <laughs> you're feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good about this. So then uh, the Brewers score a couple. The Yankees, after being no hit for ten and a half innings, tie it up. But we're going to the 11th. Oh, no. No, no, no. This is why maybe you early cash out in some situations. Don't early cash out. Do you know what happened to me in the Bronx back in 23? Can you imagine this? I bet the under on a seven. It was nothing, nothing in the 10th. It's baseball. We were no hitting the sons of bitches into the 11th. We scored two in set 11th. They tied it up in the eleventh. We <laughs> it ended up four to three. At least they didn't That's lose the push. push. But depending on where That's you're a, at, you're gonna yeah. lose money. It's an expensive push. You had the win, and the team that you bet against was being no hit. Mm. Mm. That's tremendous. That is unreal. There was some. There was some big big ones. Uh, there was one. USC was up on Stanford. I think it was 49 to 3 or something in the first half, and the total was like 59. And I think they kicked a field goal, and that's it in the second half. Something crazy. Oh, really? I mean, I think that's the game. I got to go back and check it, but it's it's bizarre. Yeah, these these 8 p.m. kicks, you just don't have awareness of what's going on because of the fine programming we provide at War Chant TV. So when you tell me these stories, it's it literally is the first time I'm hearing it. Oh, they, I that's had a, fantastic. Oh, I had a bunch that I wrote down over the weekend, just laughing. I mean, I mean, goodness gracious. That is as bad as it gets. You're no hitting somebody in extra innings. And you've got seven runs of insurance. I mean, ghost geez. runner or no ghost runner. That's <laughs> I mean, seven what, runs. What you know. are we doing? That be is okay. really. As long as there's not a walk-off grand slam, you're pretty much in good shape. Uh, it's and cr- even then. Yeah, it's crazy. But it was fun. I did want to thank everybody yet again for contributing to ISF's tailgate. And the second harvest, they joined together. Uh, what is it? Lot two, row one twenty-seven. Or that's right. yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and uh, lot two for sure. Yeah. So thank you guys for doing that, and for the people who came by to the pregame show at Hotel Indigo and dropped off food and mm-hmm. said hello. Corner pocket. Corner pocket was a raging success as well, and then we raised uh, last week over five thousand dollars on this show with you guys, and so that was phenomenal. Some people popped in after watching the show on demand, and it got over fifty-seven hundred dollars. Is that right? Fifty-seven, almost six thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow, that's mm-hmm. something to be old. Yeah, always warms the heart, makes me feel good, and uh, thanks again for you guys doing that. By the way, NFL unders eleven and four, seventy-three percent, mm. uh, and dogs nine and six. Unders and dogs. Unders and dogs. Unders and dogs. That's uh, what it is right now. we got to do some probables, and we've got to make mention of our friends at Power Milk. Go stop by there. they got 47 ex-clients uh, in the major leagues, which is a good thing. And they also have uh, a ton of coaches that uh, love to help kids play better softball and baseball. So go see them, powermillsports.com. All right, here we go. Fire it up. It's time for... 
how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Braves, Phillies, they're in the sixth. It's 5-4 Atlanta. Charlie Morton. Morton! Tawan Walker goes for the Phillies. We've got uh, Nationals Pirates tonight. Patrick Corbin, Andre Jackson going for the Pirates. Miss Jackson if you're next. Cardinals, Orioles, Dakota Hudson, Dean Creamer. Braves, Phillies, game two, TBD. Michael Lorenzen going for the Phillies. Rangers, Blue Jays, Dane Dunning, Chris Bassett. D-backs, Mets, Zach Davies, Jose Quintana. Man, that creep can roll. Good pitch, too. Yankees, Red Sox, Clark Schmidt, Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford. Cheating on the golf courts. Rays, Twins, Tyler Glasnow, Sonny Gray. Cutter Crawford is the beloved golf course architect. That's Cutter Crawford. Yeah. Or he's the golf official. That's the Oh, wait, they're going to call Cutter Crawford it in here. Cutter Crawford. We need a ruling. Royals, White Sox. I'm sorry, that's not a free drop. TBD, TBD. Cutter, it's clearly on the sprinkler head. Marlins, Brewers, Jesus Lazardo, Brandon Woodruff, A's, Astros, Mason Miller, Fromber Valdez. Mason Miller? Dude. Fromber Valdez. Uh, Cubs, Rockies, Jordan... Wicks in Kyle Freeland. Angels, Mariners, and the Angels are finally blowing it up. You want Mike Trout? You can Maybe. have him. He's out there. Phillies Maybe. want him. I know that. Reed Detmers, Logan Gilbert. Guardians, Giants, Gavin Williams, Alex Cobb. Finally, Padres, Dodgers tonight, Pedro Avila, and Gavin Stone. That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Gavin Stone's a good name for a weatherman. Strong. Our own Gavin Stone with the weather next. Yeah. Gavin, looks like temperatures are cooling. What say you? Well, thanks, Mary. Gavin Stone. <laughs> you know, if you have a tropical weather update and it's uh, alert time, you know, yeah. Gavin Stone. Strong. Gavin, it looks like it's picking up steam out in the Gulf. Your thoughts on that? That's true, Steve. It is. And I'll tell you what, it's moving fast up the eastern seaboard. Right about now, we look at the map. And there it is. That's his own YouTube show, is Rapid Intensification with Gavin Stone. I like that. I like that. You could use that for so many types of podcasts. <laughs> we got to do Bellying Up this week, you and I do. That'll be good. We do. Mm-hmm. And then we do have the uh, Wednesday show this week at 7. 7 p.m. Okay. 7 o'clock. I'm going to do that show with you while I have an ice cold beer. Oh, boy. All right. It's going to be that kind of a program okay. on Wednesday. All right. Ice cold beer. Bring your questions. No. <laughs> Not a strong one. Just an ice cold Will it beer. have been the first beer? It'll be the first <laughs> beer. Yeah, it'll be the first beer. It won't be the third. We'll start. We'll start. We'll all pop a beer together, everybody. I'll have one with you. Yeah, 7 o'clock will, Wednesday. Uh, it's, a, it's a better week this week. It's a laid back week. I'll make my espresso cocktail with mm. uh, the espresso blend. It'll be delicious. Delicious. Yes, it will. I'm still waiting for Ed to send me my DeLuna coffee. Come on, Ed. It's in the mail. Left today. Left oh, I'm so today. excited about it, though. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm not just putting pressure on Ed. I love coffee, and his coffee in particular. It's one really, to three really day window, he says, we're right next to each other. Should take one day. So. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, it's the time of year. Man, I, I was surprised. I know we've got to go, but I was surprised by how well I held up Saturday night, buddy. I was up till the wee hours watching those final games. Oh, we should have talked. I could have. I was still gambling. In-game. I Loving it. 
Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a good rest of your day and evening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Seminole Headlines. Peace. We'll be right back.